You are listening to a bonus episode of the Her Money Matters podcast. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me. As you see, this is a not regularly scheduled uh, episode. So what I've done here recently, I was at Podcast Movement in Chicago. So I had a conversation with three wonderful ladies, two of them which have already been guests. You will see who they are. You will hear who they are. And we just had really a candid uh, conversation in, di- in the different areas of money. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you have not joined us in the Facebook group, please do so. The whole point uh, in doing this uh, podcast and this episode as well is to get you um, talking more about money, to get you more confident about money. So let's not delay. Let's go ahead and listen to this episode. Mind you, a little thing, this was done live, meaning in a conference where people were walking back and forth. So you will hear a background noise uh, of people chattering. So it's a little different from what you're normally hearing, uh, from what you normally hear. So enjoy it, and I will talk to you soon. So welcome, ladies. This is the first time I've had multiple guests on the show, and I'm excited. And we're live here at uh, Podcast Movement. So I want to ask you, well, I want to first introduce you. I have here Jen Hatsung from the She Percolites podcast. I have Adrian Dorison from the School of Self Mastery. And I also have Jody Flynn from the Women Taking the Lead podcast. So if you just, Jen, starting with you, tell me a little bit about your podcast and yeah. a little bit about you. Yeah. So again, um, I co-host the podcast She Percolates. So my co-host is Danielle. And we interview women each week on what their definition of success is. And the idea was um, just to show women that success looks different for everyone. And, you know, there's not one, you know, stereotypical society societal definition. And so we do that. And then on Fridays, we have a coffee talk. So my co-host and I uh, pick a topic and we chat about it for 20 to 30 minutes. And the idea is it's what you would um, either maybe over here at a coffee shop or like what you would go, you know, what you'd be chatting with your girlfriends about. So sometimes it's life topics, sometimes it's business, sometimes it's a mix, sometimes it's fun. Like we did an episode solely on Taylor Swift. So stuff like that. <laughs> love it. Love it. And Jen has been on the show uh, yes. before. So we'll put a link on, link on that in the show, on the show notes. And Adrian, School of Self Mastery, please tell us a little bit about that and about you. Yeah, so I host a podcast called The School of Self Mastery, and I do talk uh, specifically to entrepreneurs mainly um, about uh, success as well as like how we become the best version of ourselves, which is through uh, different habits with which you know may or may not be the same as other people's habits, uh, but as long as we are working to become that best version of ourselves, I think that we're on on track. Um, so I have a topical episode every single week where I just kind of rant about things uh, that entre- that might be helpful to entrepreneurs, and then I also interview uh, experts who are just interesting humans on whatever it is that they 
are specifically experts on. So that's uh, where the show is right now. And being at Podcast Movement, maybe some things will change. Um, but that's 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 where we're at now. <laughs> Wonderful. And you've also been on the show, and I'm about to put. Jody in the spotlight because you haven't been on the show, so I hope you will be. I mean, of course you're not going to say no to me in front of <laughs> me, but tell me a little bit about your podcast. Mm-hmm. So my podcast is Women Taking the Lead, and the intention of my podcast is to inspire women to overcome self-doubt so they can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. And I do that by interviewing other successful women who had their own journey to get there, their own mindsets and struggles that they had to overcome in order to get where they are. And these women act as virtual mentors for the women who are listening because not everyone has resources in their own environment, women who they can access and who are willing to help them along their journey. They can listen into my podcast and hear about like what mindsets these women had to overcome and what practices they have in place now that keep them on track and the resources that they're using to become even more successful in their life. And then I also do some topic-based podcasts where it's just me talking into the microphone about the things that come up for my clients in my own business and the things that I hear a lot of women talk about. And we just kind of like cut to the chase and directly address those issues. Wonderful. And I love the diversity here because you all do different things. So I want to talk more about your audience. And of course, I love talking about money. So what, like, let's start with you, Jen. Or do, what challenges does your audience face with money? What comes up over and over again? Okay, so I feel like, I feel like this is a little bit controversial, but like we discussed before we went live, like this is probably something we should talk about then. So Absolutely. a big thing, I wouldn't maybe say it's a big thing, but something that we do see and we have heard a few times is that there's this, there's this, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but women have a hard time investing in their business because they have a hard time with their partner getting on board with like that money being spent for that and understanding that, you know, you have to spend money to make money. You have to invest in yourself and in your business. And it's, you know, you you need to have money and time to, to make your business grow. And so we see that a lot. And it's, um, it's something that can be hard to talk about because... I, for me, my husband is very supportive, and so like I can't relate to that, and so I don't know always the best the best thing to say or resources to give them. But that's something that is very hard for them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because I know my husband has been very supportive. Because so, like you, I, I I can't relate that. But Adrian or Jody, if you can chime in, chime in. Like, have you seen that with your audience, or what's your been your experience with that here and that? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely experienced that, um, not myself, but in my audience as well, Jen. Like, I could totally relate um, to hearing that. And I think that, and this might be a controversial viewpoint, but I think that that stems from the lack of confidence from the woman being able to go to the partner, the husband, and saying, this is a decision that I've made for my business. Um, I would love to have you on board with that financially, right? I think that you have to make that decision first as a business owner and then go to the partner and say, I want, you know, I want us to make this decision together. If it's, a, I, I totally like believe in the transparency between partners of 
of, of finances. Um, but as a CEO of my business, I am the decision maker. And I don't think that a lot of women go to their partner with that confidence. And so, of course, their partner is going to be like, well, if you're not really sure about this, then I'm going to keep you secure and safe as the man's role, right? right. Like that's his like primal role and instinct right. is to be like, I want to keep you safe. It doesn't seem like you're too sure about this. No. Right. And so I think that like, as a woman, we need to be more confident in our decisions when we know that we're like passionate about our business, when we know that like, this is what I need to invest in to grow, uh, and go to the partner with the decision already made and look for support, not approval or permission. Yeah. I like that. And you touch up confidence, which I know you probably have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Bingo. So let, let, yeah, let us like, have it here. It's definitely ditto to all that. You know, it really stems from confidence and, and whether or not they've, they've made the decision because a lot of time it's not committing to it. Yeah. Creates that um, situation where you can waffle, change your mind, and you're not very convincing because I'll have people approach me, you know, saying, oh, I want to talk to you about potentially getting coaching. And one thing I try to remember, because this has happened occasionally, is make sure your partner's on board before we have this conversation because what would happen is we'd have the conversation and they'd be like, I want to do this. Now I have to go back and talk to my husband. And I was like, why is he not on board? already right you know you didn't you weren't committed right to like not just coaching because it's not about coaching it's what they wanted to change in their business you weren't committed to that doesn't he already know and it's it's not having made that decision not having made that commitment that creates the lack of confidence sometimes too you know so it's really you know and it, it also like as a woman you have to feel like you deserve it yes you know, that, that, that you're worth point. it because you are going to make the money back. You you are going to do good things with this investment. You have to believe that the that it is an investment and not just a debit from your household finances. I like you said investment versus debit. I like that. And Adrian, so what do you see with your audience? Probably a little bit. You probably all see that. So is there anything else that stands out as a challenge? I mean, I think that's a big one because of the core issue behind it, right? It's like about the belief in yourself uh, to invest, to get the support that you know you need. Um, and I think there's a lot of lack of trust within people's selves to actually follow through and do the work. And so they don't invest. But I think um, ultimately what I see in my clients is they want to grow their incomes, right? Um, they're potentially not in the best financial position, which is why I always talk about my debt story and how I paid off all my debt. I've never gotten into business debt. And a lot of people think that that's like the only way to, to do it or to run a business. And so I try to like openly share that with my people so that they understand there's different ways to do this. There's no right or wrong, right? You have to, you have to make it right or wrong for yourself. Um, but I think that primarily like whether it's you've invested or you haven't invested and you're like, the truth is the reason people don't get the results that they want is, is a lack of trust or belief in themselves to show up and do the work, uh, to follow through, to believe that what they really want is possible. And so all of that like does stem back to money. So there's all these like emotional things around money, which I think a lot of people don't talk about, which right. is what I try to talk about because there's shame, there's embarrassment, there's uh, guilt, right? Like 
lack of confidence. Like, we yeah, like I was talking yesterday to one of, one of my clients about uh, how, and w- w- we might get into this, like, you know, the stage of my life that I'm in, we're, we're looking to buy a house and I've gotten out of all my debt. I don't have any debt, right? I have lots of cash. I can't get credit. So I have a really poor credit score, and that's something that I still experience, like, shame, guilt, embarrassment around, like, with my partner, right? So I think that there's tons of that that people aren't talking about um, or that they're still embarrassed or feeling like they don't, no one can relate. Like, we all relate, right? Like, yeah, we've yeah, all exactly. been there. Um, and so I think it's, like, having the trust in yourself, really being confident and vulnerable, not vulnerable enough to share what's going on for you. And I try to instill that in, in my audience and my clients, but it does stem a lot from what Jen said about like, because of the core, maybe it's not your partner or your husband, but it's, it's yourself, like not believing in yourself enough to know what you want or that you can actually do it because you won't invest in yourself or you won't get the results that you want if you stay in non-belief, right? Right. No, absolutely. And Jody, what comes up with your clients, with your audience? I mean, I'm sure some of the same things, but is there anything else that comes up? I, you know, it was interesting what you said about beliefs too, because in, you know, Jen, you and I have talked about how, you know, everyone has money stories and they stem from our beliefs, you know, and I remember my own story when I had my corporate job, it was all about stability paying off debt, getting rid of student loans, you know, paying off my car, you know, all my credit cards. And I got to a point where I was in my 20s and I was debt free and was building cash, you know, and I had good credit and all that was good. But when I took on my business, I took on a different belief system because everything I was told and everything I started to believe told me that you go into debt and then you come back from debt. Mm. So I, after like cleaning up all of that, when I started my business, I started spending ridiculously, thinking that this is the way you do business, and it's not. It doesn't <laughs> have to be. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It's one option. You know, so I have my own story around that because I also coach business owners, and now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm still cleaning it up. You know, and I'm coaching people on how to hit different levels of revenue in their business. And of course, there's that other story that goes on in my head, like, well, I didn't do this. You know, now I'm like preaching, don't do what I did, you know. And so, you know, in my own business, and I think especially as a coach, you have to manage your own stuff when you're helping other people with theirs too and not put your story on them. Oh yeah. You know, and infuse it and buy into their stories and stuff like that. So sometimes you just have to listen from a place of holding a a safe space because it is scary for people to talk about money and to admit what their situation is because it's so secret that we don't even know what the reality is. Right. You know, of what's common, what's not common, what we're all dealing with. I mean, if you're in the U.S., you can pretty much guarantee 9 out of 10 people you're talking to are in debt you know it's that common but we're still too ashamed to talk about that so providing that safe space where people can open up and be honest because when you're honest about it and you look at reality you can do something about it right and I like how you say it you said something to the extent of that not putting your money story on them and I think that go that's so critical with everything and I've seen it just recently just a little side note nothing to do with money but with my son he's a teenager he's out in Europe right now and of course as a mom I'm like freaking out at times but it's all because I'm 
I'm thinking to like how I grew up and my husband's like don't the fear not, based yeah yeah just the fear based of like what not that I was this bad kid like trust me I wasn't a bad kid but what I seen and I don't want that to happen to him but my husband he, he said basically the same thing yeah. don't put don't already put that story he is his own individual person and it, I mean, I know I'm digressing, but it just comes back to everything and your clients and your family life and your relationship, everything. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's important. So thanks for sharing that. So it was also incredible here is we have different stages in life. Uh, so Jen, you're just, uh, well, not a newborn, but a baby, That your yeah. first baby. First baby. Uh, and then Adrian's about to get married, and Jody's a single, successful I mean, you're all successful women. So I want to talk, Jen, let's start with you, and tell me a little bit about, at your stage of life, of uh, being married, having a newborn, what are some money challenges that you are facing? Yeah, so I think probably just... The biggest one overall is the change of income coming in because I'm working less. And so my my income is a lot less than it was, um, you know, two years ago. And even um, maybe even for last year, you know, it's halfway through the year. So we'll see. But um, just that change of what, um, what I'm bringing in. And so for me, it's more of a... Um, Sometimes it feels weird to do things or spend money because I'm not bringing in the same amount as I used to before. And there's, uh, I don't know that it would just, if that it's guilt, but I feel like I, I second guess or, you know, question it. If do I need to buy this? Should I spend this money? Should we do this? Should we do that? And so that it just is kind of a very different dynamic on it of, um, just not having a lot of extra expendable cash like and, and, and doing things. But then we've done other things, like we just bought our first investment property. And so doing something like that when I've like I've cut back on work is like such a great reminder that we're on the right path and we're we're making the right decisions. And I remind myself that me not doing what everyone else is doing is what's allowing us to live this way which is allowing me to be at home with our baby, which is allowing us to still, you know, be making investments and doing that and, and saving money to go on trips. But we're, you know, we're choosing how we spend our money. We're not going, when you have a seven month old and you don't live near a lot of family, you don't go out to dinner every Friday and Saturday night, like you did before you had a baby. So like, in that way, we're like, all that money is extra. Yeah. So it just, you know, but just kind of seeing that, I'm like the decisions that we're making and like money is, is going into different pots and there's a little bit less of it coming in, but we're still doing well. And so that is, that's kind of where we are in the new baby world. That's awesome. How about you, Adrian? I'm about to get married, looking for a house, all this excitement going on. Yeah. So, um, for us, like I mentioned, we're in the process of trying to buy our first home together. We have a, a rental property now by default because we moved when we owned a property and we were hoping to sell it and we weren't able to sell it. And then we put some renters in there. So now we have our first rental property um, and we're trying to buy our first home. And as an entrepreneur, it's I've only been an entrepreneur for a year. So it's very uh, different to try to get approved, even though I uh, I am the main breadwinner, which is also a big challenge in our relationship with like the energy, masculine energy that I bring uh, anyways, because I have this like very masculine personality, um, very driven and ambitious. And uh, that has been 
like a real challenge. Uh, not only that in terms of my personality, but then also in the finances. And then to start looking for a home. Um, and really, we need him. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Him to like have the, the sole income to get approved for that mortgage. And then my credit is bad because of, I don't have any, I don't have any debt, right? I paid off all the, the debt. So now I have poor credit. And so like then all the shame and guilt comes up again. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we can't get approved like as quickly or for the stuff that we want um, because of me. But I also bring the cash flow. So I'm like, I'll pay for the down payment, baby. You know, <laughs> so, and then that, de- that like demasculize, masculine, that emasculates him yeah. uh, even more sometimes, you know? So that's like a, a, a challenge for us, uh, even pre-marriage. So I'm like, yeah. we got to talk about this stuff, right? And so we try to like really bring money conversations. We're so open about our money and that like we took Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey's course together before we were even engaged. We were like, we know that divorce happens like a lot of the time because of financial right. issues. So like, let's get on the same page to begin with. Right. And so he is a huge help and support in my business, but also in my finances and our finances are separate right now. Um, but we obviously like we live in the same home already and we're, we, we don't like have hers and mine necessarily. Um, but I can totally relate to what you're talking about, Jen, like with feeling guilty about spending certain amounts. Cause I know that he does, he's actually in that space where I'm like, no, we can afford that. Or like, we can do that trip. I'll pay for it. And I think, again, I think it's like the, you know, making him feel less of a man every time that happens. And so I think that's the struggle in our household. And I think that that's a a rising problem for women. So that's why I want to talk about that more because I think it affects your sex life. I think it affects your relationship. And so it's something that uh, I want people to talk about more. I want to talk about more because people out there who are experiencing that, like, there's not something wrong with you, like, but you do need to talk about it, right? Right. Like. Because money is hard to talk about in the begin and to begin with, yeah. and with a partner is hard to talk about. So if you're making more than your partner, that is definitely something that needs to be done uh, for well, sure. And um, what Jody said earlier about like not putting your money story on someone else. I love that. So um, I've also learned that the way that you grew up seeing money, like that is what you're programmed to do. And chances are the two of you grew up very differently. And so trying to like merge that and figure that out and do that is so hard because my, uh, my husband came from a place of always like, Oh, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. And I never, i we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but it was just a different mindset, I think, or it was just that phrase wasn't used. And so I catch him often saying that, and it's like, actually, no, it's not that we can't afford it. It's that we're you, choosing not to, right? <laughs> or you don't, you don't think that that that's a value, so you yeah. don't want to do that, and so that's why you're saying, oh, we can't afford to do that. Which, like, I would much rather you say, like, oh, I don't find value in that, or I don't want to do that, versus, you know, we, I don't want, or Ellie how to, can we afford that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. don't want Ellie growing up hearing all the time, yeah. like, oh, we can't afford that because it's not the case. And like, we're setting her up for this mindset of like money, like scarcity, right? That's the right. Yep. Yeah. 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 
And also so. for me, it was a savings hoarder, I call it. And I talk about that. I That's my fiance. A complete savings yeah. hoarder. <laughs> and I didn't enjoy life. So my husband came in. He was complete opposite. And he's like, well, we work to make money to, so we can spend it. Right. Like, what's the and point? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? That was like a huge concept. I mean, besides the necessary living expenses, I was afraid to spend that money because I grew up that way. Yeah. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. So that was pre-programmed. So that that's interesting. That yeah. And I'm also like the full-blown entrepreneur. Like, I'm like, oh, if I want to afford that, I'll just figure out how to go make the money. And my fiance is like, he's like your husband, Jed. He's like, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. And I'm like, well, I'll figure out how to afford. Like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go earn it. You know, like I'll go, I'll go find the money. (laughs) I'll go work and make the money, and then we'll be fine, right? Which is like, that's just me as an entrepreneur. I'm like so driven that way. Um, So I believe that I can have anything that I want if I really value and want it. That's Um, the key there. If you value it, if you value it, you'll find a way to afford it. Yeah. Sometimes a good way or sometimes you'll just (laughs) throw your credit card out there, which I don't, I'm not saying to do, we don't approve of that, but yeah, yeah, it's so true. I had a woman ask me one time, if you walked out of this store and your car, all four tires were flat, where would you get the money? Cause you have the money. You would find the money for yeah. four flat tires. Yeah. You know? You'd figure it's it exactly out. exactly what you said. It's choices. It's like what you see the value in. Your car needs tires. You'll find the money for that. But something else might feel like a splurge. It might feel like I don't really need that. So you wouldn't spend the money on it. So I love how you put that, Jen. It's not that you can't afford it. You don't value you just it. don't value it. That is. That and is I think true. it's like so interesting, like the, the conversations around how we grew up, because it's not just about like how we think about money, but then what we think our family will think of us or our friends will think of us. Yes. And that's like a big thing for my fiance too, because he grew up with no money. Um, and that's like been a big fear, scarcity mindset for him, but also like, well, what will his mom or his family or the people that he knows from college think about him when we make millions of dollars, right? Like that is like a whole mind shift for people like, Oh my God, like what are they going to think of us? Because we're those people now. Right. And that's like a total mindset like yeah. shift as well to start thinking about how you think about becoming wealthy or earning more money because no one's like afraid of success, right? Like we're afraid of what people will think of us when we achieve that success. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's awesome. Now, Jody, I really am excited to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. being a single woman because I have questions from single women, but I, I can't relate to that. I was only a single woman so much independently before I went ahead and got married. Right. So you're an entrepreneur. You're self-reliant on yourself to bring right. the income. So what kind of challenge do you feel, do you have yeah. with money as a single woman. It's a little bit different because it's a single income, right? Regardless of whether it would be more or less than a partner, it's still only a single income. But there are pluses and minuses to that because you also get to make all the decisions. I don't have to check in with anybody <laughs> to decide on how the money is. You can't use that spend. as an excuse, no, right? No, no. Like, like, I value this. We're going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Let me go ask my weight. It's just me. Sorry. That's, I want that. <laughs> you know, and, but that's, that can be a stressor too. Like the, all the decisions are yeah. on you. Like, so, and so are the consequences of those decisions where, you know, I had this practice, but I got rid of it because I was like, oh, this isn't really serving me well, where I would, I documented all my, you know, expenditures and money coming in. But I would also, I had a special column for like, and I think at the top, I labeled the column like dumb, you know, like those dumb decisions. Like I bought something and it wasn't 
as valuable as I thought it was going to be, or yeah. it, I didn't need it. Dave or, Ramsey calls that the stupid tax. Yeah, <laughs> stupid tax, exactly. You know, and now I just try to learn the lesson from it without that punishing column staring me in the face. But sometimes I want to be reminded to stop and think before I make a money decision. You know, and so to counteract some of that, to take some of the pressure off is I surround myself and consult with people who are really smart about money. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't feel like I have to make, like ultimately the decision is mine and the consequences are mine, Mm -hmm. but I will consult people who know a lot more about money than I do before I make a decision. And I'm not just talking about my mom and dad. Like I'm talking about financial planners, people who are in the insurance, you know, people who are all about safety versus risk. And what are the consequences of some of the decisions? And, you know, there, there's, you know, we, we're going back to like childhood upbringing because I grew up very poor and I'm very cognizant that that mindset sometimes is still with me and it's hard to get around it. And people who have money think about money very differently than people who are poor. You know, right. the, you know, and it's not just abundance versus lack. There are strategies that are different, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some of your strategies, if you grew up in a poor family, will hold you back from really leveraging the money that you have available. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be wiser about money, not just saving it, but earning it in new ways that I hadn't thought of before, you know, really leaning into that entrepreneurial side of myself. Um, And also just as a, as a woman and an entrepreneur asking for the sale. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is killer sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've really come to know that it's really, um, for me, it's about being mission driven and coming from a place of service. Like, I recognize you have this need. I realize that you're in pain. Where do you want to be instead? And can I help you with that? You know, can I help you with that? Because I'm here to help you. I'm not here to push you or right. force you into any decision that's not comfortable. I'm here to be of service to you. And knowing that your service is worth money. Oh, yeah. Because I think that that's, like, where a lot of women <laughs> go. <clears throat> they're like, yeah. <laughs> She's not looking at me. Yeah, they're like, you know, oh, why should I get paid for this? I can do right. it for you for free. It would be so nice for me to help you. And it's right. like... Because yeah, we're but, wired. Like, yeah. if we were living in a village and we're nobody got paid anything, yes. you would just give and give and give. And that would be just you playing your role. Yep. But we have to change that mindset. We're not living in villages anymore. You you survive in this village by exchanging money with people, money for services. You pay people for their services. People pay you for your services. Right. That's how we all, like, live in community. So it's another, like... I don't, we have these like old mindsets from yeah. like 200 years ago that just aren't relevant right. today in today's economy. And as women and as earners now and as more women become entrepreneurs and even as more women are breaking into higher levels of leadership, the corporate yeah. and leadership have to realize that they bring a ton of value. Like one of the books I'm reading right now is Women Don't Ask. And like it is... Not it wasn't easy to get through the first part of the book. In fact, I had to switch from reading it to the audio book because I needed to just power through it. You know, because it was so hard to listen to opportunity after opportunity after opportunity lost because the women whose where stories were shared just didn't think to ask for things. Like we're waiting for people to say you did a good job. Here's what you've earned. Right. You know, that's not the way the economy works. We have to speak up for ourselves. We have to ask for it. Right. And this brings, and I know you're talking from an entrepreneurial perspective, but 
also in the corporate world, you, have to have, you can't yeah. be afraid to ask. Or also in this day and age where side hustles are becoming a big thing, you can't, I mean, especially if you're looking for a way to generate more income, you can't be afraid to ask it and get out there. So I'm glad you brought that up. So this has been fabulous, ladies. I want to wrap it up. I know people ask me all the time about money tools, and I'm just a simple spreadsheet girl and my bank app, USAA. I love them. And that's pretty much it. So is there a particular uh, tool that you use, Jen, or are you like me? No, I'm like you, and, and I will say, I'll go even more so to say that um, it's my husband. Like, we recently switched that role. I, I think we talked about yes, that on the did. show. Um, I was... I kind of did all the finances and stuff for a long while and because my husband's in the Navy, so he was gone a lot, and so it just made more sense. I was like, I'm, I need to know what's going on all the time and all the thing, all the details. And so um, last year, right after I got pregnant, I was, I was really sick, and I just was like, I, I don't even want to like think about this right now. And he was like, I really want to take that over. And so it was just kind of the perfect timing. And so he is, um, he kind of does all of that. And what we do, we're both a paper and pen kind of person it's just it feels good to write it down but um every he gets paid twice a month so every two weeks he, he does the budget and we sit down and we go over it and we talk about things and it's like here's the things that I know are coming up that I have to spend money on here's and he'll say here's what I have coming up that I need to spend money on and we'll be like oh yeah remember we're supposed to go do this next month and so even though he's kind of doing all the things we're talking about it all the time and the more you talk about it not that it just becomes easier overnight, but like you kind of realize you, the fights, you can stop them because you you know what like what path what road you're going down, and so just the more you talk about it, it's just like you. I think you just become more comfortable saying like here, not asking, hey, can I go get a haircut? It's like, hey, I have a haircut appointment in two weeks. Like, let's budget that in. Like, hey, you are gonna go do this with the guys. Like, budget and golf money. Like, just does stuff like uniform that. come up? I had this conversation <laughs> with Jody. Does it come up quite often? The uniform? The uniforms replacing the uniform. Um, I'm digressing here. I'm just curious. No, it, um, you know, because my husband is like he's very, very type A. So he just like he knows when he's gonna need one, and so he's just he'll take like twenty five dollars from this paycheck, twenty five dollars from this paycheck, and then the how next much? Do these uniforms cost? Oh my gosh! Let's not uh, talk about that. Some of them, like the, <laughs> the our basic, like his basic one that he like wears most every day, like a full set with like everything sewn on, is is just over a hundred dollars. But huh. some of the other ones, the dress ones, we're talking like five six hundred dollars. And there are certain times when you make rank that you have to Get you a new, wear a new uniform, so you have to go buy a new four hundred dollar jacket. Yeah, but. See, I look at it as I used to work in the corporate so world. So if you were buying suits, exactly, you would have to spend that anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I just I um I look you, at it yeah, that way. I totally. Like, sorry, agree. I digressed. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. For another time. In the budget line. For another time. There we go. But no, there is a uniform budget line. Yes. So we've there had you that go. too. We've had to definitely add that. Yep. Oh my goodness. Adrian, money tools. Money tools. Um, I am also super simple. Uh, I love simple bank. So if you use simple.com. Someone just asked me about that. Simple is a very cool tool. I also use Mint, which Mm -hmm. I think is like, you know, simple 
it's just very simple budgeting tools that does it like helps you expense stuff very automatically, um, put it into the different categories just so you can see it. And we also use um, just like Google spreadsheets so that like we're both shared, me and my fiance on that. So he can add to it. I can add to it. We can always pop in and look and see what's going on. Um, and that's for my business finances as well, which I use Wave accounting. I was just going to say, okay, I do use Wave for business. Yeah, I, I do have that. So if you're a business owner, owner out there, a small business owner, you can do lots of your own accounting on Wave. And, and, you know, even if you use a CPA, when it comes time for taxes, it'll be in much better order. uh, Because I think that a lot of entrepreneurs don't separate, like, especially solopreneurs, they like don't separate their business from their personal, which is like a huge disaster. Like pay yourself as if you were... Uh, an employee of your of your business, right? I always tell people like AdrianDorson.com is very different than Adrian Dorson, and AdrianDorson.com doesn't spend, or Adrian Dorson doesn't spend all of AdrianDorson.com's money, right? Right? right. <laughs> you know, like AdrianDorson.com has her own money. Uh, that business is a business, and so right. like using the wave and then paying yourself out of that, um, and yeah, we just use simple things like simple, and then mint. Perfect. And how about you, Joey? Yeah, I would say nothing has been more effective for me than an Excel spreadsheet. I think you can put as much detail as you want into it, and it's easy to use. But if people are not, you know, spreadsheet people, I know not everyone is. I love me some spreadsheets, but not for everyone. Um, but in my business, I'll use QuickBooks because I have all of my credit cards, my bank accounts all tied in. They automatically go in, and I just code them, and then it remembers what everything is. And I just approve everything as it's coming in. And when tax season comes around, it's easy to just hand over to my tax person. But ditto on the tools that that they've recommended, too. But, I mean, when it comes to it, spreadsheets for me are like... I'm right there. If with you're you. down with that, there's nothing better. You can create it how you want it. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. This has been wonderful. Just I love hearing from all the three of you. It's been fabulous. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank thanks you for being on. Thank you. So, what did you think? I those ladies, Jen, Adrian, and Je- or Jody, were just so amazing, so transparent. We had some great talks. But I want to hear your thoughts. Did you agree on some of those things or maybe have some other perspective that you would love to share? Because I want to hear that from you. And if you, if you do have it, uh, share it in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, join us at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. Here's the thing. In there, we have money conversations. And I know money can be hard to talk about. But the Facebook group will help you have those money conversations because we're all in it. We have that same interest and bettering our relationship with our money and managing our money better. So you're going to be surrounded with like-minded people. And once you start having those money conversations and becoming more comfortable, you're going to become more confident. Once you become more confident, it's going to propel you into action. And once that you're propelled into action, guess what? You're going to be achieving more amazing things with your money. So I hope that you join me in there if you're not already in there. So in today's show notes uh, that you can find at jenhemphill.com forward slash just ladies, I will be sure to include where to find Jen, Adrian, and Jody because I know as 
I think they're amazing and I'm sure that you think uh, they are amazing. So that way you can connect with them, learn more about them, see what they're up to. So they're definitely inspiring ladies. So I want to take a moment to thank you for joining me in this bonus episode and I will see you again Thursday for our next regularly scheduled episode. Take care and I'll talk to you then.